Welcome to Agile Clips, where we break down Agile into manageable pieces. In this episode, we discuss why interest in agility has grown beyond product and engineering groups to the agility of the entire organization. Hi, Santosh. How are you? Hi, Steve. How are you? Hope Very you good. had a good Thanksgiving. Yes, excellent. How about awesome. you? Pretty good. Ate too much, but that's, that's <laughs> the idea. <laughs> so uh, we uh, were talking about uh, business agility and how important it is and how much it's discussed these days because at the end of the day, that's really what matters. I mean, it's great to have more agile delivery and development of products and so on. But as we've often said, if you're delivering the wrong product or just not responding to market changes fast enough due to other factors, agile development isn't in itself that useful. So today we're going to really focus on business agility, disruption, and all the different things that lead companies to want to be agile. And that that is getting a lot of attention across the entire industry, not just one area, the entire uh, business itself uh, is getting uh, more involved with agile, uh, business agility, and they are seeing the the fruits of uh, successful changes to the mindset. I think as you were uh, mentioning earlier, it's the market that is demanding that the businesses be agile. And I think now business have to start looking inward and say, what do I need to do or where I need to be to respond to this changing marketplace and demanding marketplace? That's correct. There's, I mean, there's so many examples of uh, disruptions taking place in the the marketplace. I mean, just over the the weekend, I was uh, hearing on television that the shuttle that operates out of uh, Sacramento and a few other airports uh, closing their business basically because of Uber and Lyft. So we see all these kinds of disruptions all over the place in the auto industry with Tesla suddenly appearing and now having the best-selling vehicles and and so on. And companies need to really be agile in right. order to respond. And it's not about de- developing a product faster. It's about the whole mindset of the company and understanding what's going on and being very proactive and quick about changing and and making that just the way they operate so yeah. that and making then I think changes the, are easy yeah thing is making making that change stick i think that's the other aspect of it is that not just one time thing it's actually the change has to uh, be absorbed or adopted by the entire end to end organization that means it's at the marketing level, sales, uh, HR, operations, delivery, everything, support, and the feedback. So it's like the really organization has to be nimble and to be able to absorb the market drivers um, and the changes in that uh, in a much more uh, time-effective way than previously what uh, had to be done. I think uh, we also see this trend happening even in the uh, regulated markets where typically 
the things used to take years before anything got approved and then it got into the mainstream but uh, even there the markets are changing that uh, those regulated markets are uh, or uh, you know, organizations have to be nimble and start turning things around much more faster like one third the time or one fifth the time that they used to take yeah and the the interesting thing there is in order for that to happen it's not only within the company that wants to bring out a new product but the the organizations that have to validate that the Correct. product is safe also have to be more agile and that's also true in manufacturing when you have suppliers basically your whole supply chain has to be much more reactive and go along with you otherwise you have the wrong vendors and you have to find ones who can respond at the speed that you want to move yeah yeah well i know today i was just listening to one of the um i think npr uh thing they were saying that this year because of the way the market has changed even the seasonal hiring has changed like people uh are doing the stocking but that is it that the warehouse and there are more drivers required than the sales agents <laughs> so it's <laughs> the whole marketplace is changing so that the businesses have to change what type of skill sets they hire and what are the things that are required and so that the, the things go out the market and you know even amazon is uh, trying to do the same day delivery or the second day delivery and they have been investing so much money um, quarter over quarter uh, in that uh, aspect of it so it's Uh, it's amazing that how the bigger businesses or enterprise is changing the way they do their business yeah and actually the uh, amazon example is interesting because the way they manage to do same day delivery is by forecasting per region what kinds of products are most likely to be purchased and then locate the products in those warehouses yeah and they have so, the mini warehouses instead of this mega warehouses so the things are like actually you know distributed across the different areas and as you said based on their analytical probabilistic things they will have the things the people there the product there ahead of times because of their uh, predictive analytics correct so it really points to the sort of business intelligence about really having the data and exploiting the data to make these kinds of decisions and generally just being much better connected with your customers yeah and i think that's really shows the distributed decision decision making like what agile always uh, has been talking about and has been saying is that you know you need to have decisions pushed down to the where the customer is so that you can respond to the customer requirements a lot more faster instead of centralized decision making so only the pro portfolio or a vision is coming up from the central organizations but actual decisions are done at the lo- local level that's right which is um, sort of a good segue into one of the topics that i know we wanted to cover today and that's um the the agile consortium has a really interesting uh, culture dna article which i will put a link to in the uh, podcast notes and it's really interesting how they talk about some of the attributes of companies that are just about surviving 
where um, a change in direction and priorities always cause a tremendous amount of chaos. And then the agile leadership is um, really always in a firefighting mode and much more worried about their personal status than the overall success of the organization. And I think I think that's where the real transition starts, is that how agile leadership can adjust will make or break the agile transformation for the the organization itself because that's where you know the roots comes from the agile leader the leadership needs to set that goal so uh, remember we had that uh, a session with chris sims where he said the leading uh, leading through agile so that the leadership says instead of do as i say instead of do as i do so right. it, it it really they have to lead by example and if the leadership changes their ways to get into that that's where the real impact and real transformation starts and i think i'm i'm seeing it everywhere that the more uh, buy in from the leadership and leading by example like the changes in marketplaces if the vision and uh, roadmap changes how that get translated to the teams is the leadership's uh, role now to help the teams to accommodate uh, the changes and still not get flabbergasted right what the leaders really should be focusing on is a compelling vision and driving the passion to deliver and that's typically what you see in these companies that disrupt a market is they they have a very clear vision and they absolutely go after it with tremendous passion and almost aggression in the case of some companies right breaking rules and taking risks but believing in what they are really trying to accomplish yeah and i think the other other thing also they do is that they then provide the air cover to the teams that okay well uh, we know we we don't know the all the rules yet and things might break and uh, we are okay we can fix it and learn from there and you know move fast move fast with the purpose so i think that's that's the key for them to change their mindset yeah tied to that traditional companies that haven't embraced this mindset they discourage experimentation mm. and when there's a failure they always blame people which causes you know people to be very scared to try anything different yeah so it really prevents then, then spirals them from innovating down. Yeah, yeah absolutely spirals down yeah. very quickly but i think the uh, on the contrary what i've seen is where the agile gets uh, good foothold and starts uh, innovations and the collaboration is that when the leadership itself they can show that they are collaborating with other leaders to get the things moving and get the you know any anything that go sideways how the leaders jump in and get that moving uh, that's uh, one of the changes in the roles and responsibilities that we had talked about was that the managers now are actually uh, looking at instead of day to day they are looking at the strategic point of view as to what's coming down the pike and how are we going to respond to it, the change and how to adjust the team so that they can uh, still be most uh, productive and that's their real job now instead of managing day to day stuff and assigning uh, things to uh, people and what their role should be and defining that uh, that's a big change for managers themselves 
Yeah, and the the result is instead of people being feeling demotivated and covering up mistakes, you get to a situation where people really feel great fulfillment from their work and they really help uh, promote the business and the vision of the business and, and so on. And there was a really interesting study that was done at Google where they looked at all the teams that were very successful uh-huh. and were, were trying to figure out what did they have in common. And they really struggled to understand what it was, what was that factor or a couple of factors in common between all the, the most successful teams. And eventually they figured out it was psychological safety. Yeah, exactly. And I think what they also said was the, the teams that communicated more often and more effectively were the most successful teams. They did not have the star players in them, but they were able to talk to each other in a much more safe environment kind of thing. And then the, the ideas flowed and they were the most successful teams out of that. Right. So that speaks to the fact that for a business to be really agile, you need every part of the business to be working in the same direction. And what I'm thinking of in particular is HR and the way that people are rewarded, where we tend to uh, unfortunately reward the individuals. Yeah, the individuals, the catches, the heroics instead of what the team achieved. So it just the bonuses typically encourage exactly the wrong behavior. Yeah. You know, one of the things that, that they showed was that uh, if you generate this uh, diving catch uh, culture, uh, people look for generating those diving catch uh, opportunities. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> and that's like the most counterproductive way of looking at things because then they have to provide, you know, prove their self-importance. And yeah, it's almost uh, like purposely uh, creating bugs in the software so you can show that you fixed more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One of the things that I was uh, talking to one of the the conferences, they were like, oh, since we have this big uh, concept of no handoff teams, it was a very foreign and very scary uh, things for them. But then when they realized that uh, those type of teams, when they are very, you know, tightly coupled in that respect. Uh, the, the problems never showed up because they were being taken care of at that level. Unless there was things which were outside of their capabilities, those were the only ones where that, that really happened, where the, the, they needed help. So things started happening much more faster when the teams were cohesive and nobody thought that, oh, I just need to hand it over to them. No, they were part of it. And that was the another uh, big, uh, I guess, mindset change uh, and organizational change. And then, you know, then people were okay with saying, hey, reward the team instead of just me. So I think um, there is really no framework as such for business agility. I mean, you could argue that the scaled agile framework is all designed to create business agility. But for the most part, it really is a mindset. and there are all kinds of methodologies that you can apply and, you know, you can use lean and and scrum for certain parts of the organization. But what this is really talking about is something that goes across the board and it's more to do with mindset and approach and management than it is um, 
just a set of guidelines that you can follow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like what we used to call uh, soft skills. So it is very much uh, improving the soft skills of the entire organization, not just particular group of people. And that's where the real uh, gain or uh, benefits come from. And one of the other things that I also uh, noticed in this whole thing was then people are you know, from the management point of view also, they started realizing that uh, how is the sausage being made? <laughs> I mean, they, were, they didn't care before, but now they actually uh, were at least aware of it. They didn't have to know how to do it, but they were aware of it. And that made the decision making also a lot more uh, educated. And that, that created a, a streamline effect of how to respond to any changes uh, or any directives coming from the markets. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Good. Um, I think we covered this topic pretty well. It's There are a lot of aspects to it. It's hard to uh, pinpoint any one thing. It's really to do with the mindset, as we said. It's It involves all different parts of an organization that have to really believe in this approach of being responsive and not bureaucratic and taking risks. And every organization will do things slightly differently, but those, I think, are some of the common factors. That Yeah, and I think it happens from both ends in the sense that the uh, management at the top level leadership uh, give, you know, establishes that flexible mindset and innovation come from the bottom up. So the innovations and things are uh, the, the focus and uh, um, uh, vision. They jump, uh, join together. That's the idea behind mindset changing. Correct. Good. All right. This is this. We can talk about it for a long, long time because there are so many things in this aspect of it. Maybe we should consider, uh, you know, making a, a series of this because this is very very intriguing but this is just a scratch of the surface yeah yeah definitely we could probably just have a whole uh, episode regarding uh, innovation and learning yeah <laughs> and yeah what that means oh, okay yes we could do that very good all right thank you santosh thank, thank you. you to everyone bye bye